probably knew that Thomas Edison gave us the first commercial light bulb. But did you know he invented alkaline batteries and an electric train? Edison said, if we all did the things we're capable of, we would astound ourselves. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. For almost two decades, I've been helping families build home businesses. Many have been astounded at what they've been able to achieve. Today, I want to introduce you to my newest and most exciting home business concept ever. It's MaxAchieve.com. If you'd like to earn $500 to $5,000 or more a month working from home, check out MaxAchieve.com. This is more than a home business. At MaxAchieve, we want to help you experience more success in all areas of your life. To find out how you could astound yourself, go to MaxAchieve.com. That's MaxAchieve.com. Or call 800-801-3465-800-801-3465. A Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. And good afternoon. Chuck Moore speaks Monday through Friday here at the IRN USA Radio Network, 10 till noon Eastern Standard Time. You're welcome to join the program. 1-844-439-439. 1391 is the number if you'd like to join us. 844-439-1391. And we are joined by Marius Forte. He is the author of The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. Marius, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Chuck, thank you so much for having me this morning. My pleasure. Uh, Marius, we talked... uh, I talked with Kevin Sorbo yesterday, the actor of God's Not Dead, about the phenomena of an informal blacklist. And I I would argue that it's more than just uh, one that exists in Hollywood. It generally exists in the American culture. And that is a uh, kind of uh, an informal way of keeping out not just conservative views, but views as they relate to any examination of God in heaven any examination other than uh, the more secular materialist view of the uh, those who hold the high ground in our culture today. Um, have you f- experienced this phenomena as well? Well, you have the same thing in Europe as you have in America. The intelligentsia basically uh, is the one that tries to control our thoughts. It doesn't matter if it's the media, if it's schools, universities, Common Core, of course, which we now call Communist mm-hmm. Core, Hollywood. All their yeah. products are left-wing anti-clerical, anti-religious. So they are trying to re-educate all of us in their image, even though they're just a minority. They're extremely powerful. And on comes a movie like Kevin Sorbo's movie, God's Not Dead, that goes against the mainstream media, against the mainstream, you know, what Hollywood tries to re-educate us with. Of course, they're going to hate this movie because the darkness always hates light. When light goes into darkness, darkness will always lose. That's why the darkness fears the light as much. That's why Kevin and this movie have been attacked by Hollywood. That's why there is an informal, I would almost call it a formal blacklist. We have a reversed mechanism mm. here uh, in Hollywood. If you stand up and you're an up-and-coming yeah. actor, uh, you are somebody who wants to get into production, you want to get a movie made, uh, you don't have the clout yet, 
you're basically being suppressed with your message. There is no democracy in these so-called Democrats. There is a, a leftist fascism, which I find again and again to suppress any, any kind of opposition message. You know that I grew up in Vienna in Austria, and when I debated communists and socialists, one thing that appalled communists and socialists was any kind of opposition view, any kind of view that, that does not go along with them. Uh, they hate freedom of expression. That's why when communism had their day in Eastern Europe, there has been no freedom of expression. There has been no freedom of press, freedom of assembly, and so on and so on. It was the government that controlled your thoughts, your actions, your property, everything. You know, the, the, the rather bizarre aspect of um, the phenomena you dealt with growing up in Europe is that um, you had people who hated any opposition to communism and socialism, and yet up until, of course, 1988, 1989, you had communism and communists on, on all of the doorsteps of Austria in terms of, uh, you know, the, the Eastern Bloc. And so... Uh, yeah, you would think that uh, the good citizens of Austria and Germany and Italy and, and the countries that bordered the Iron Curtain, that they would have seen what communism was all about. They would have seen the barbed wire and the people being shot as they tried to get over the border to freedom. And yet there was the same sort of uh, mindset. It's almost like amnesia. I, I mean, it's, it's hard to fathom what that's about. It's camouflage, uh, Chuck. It's camouflage. Socialism, by the very definition, by Karl Marx, in this Kapital, um, is the transition period that is necessary to transform a society from capitalism to communism. Karl Marx wrote this Kapital when he was a journalist in Boston. He thought the revolution would take care in America, not in Germany or Russia. He had no idea how it actually played out. But he really thought that it was America that would be the first communist country. So socialism is a camouflage. It's the same principle. It's the same idea. The father of that idea is Karl Marx. Uh, so people have camouflaged the word. We changed the word from, to socialism, even though Hitler's party was called National Socialist German Workers' Party. The USSR, the Soviet Union, was called United Soviet Socialist Republic. Uh, Saddam Hussein's party yeah. was called Arab National Socialist Party. Here now in New York, we have uh, a mayor who calls himself progressive. No, they're communists. Do you understand their true values? They're absolute communists, but they just changed the name, they changed the code, and they camouflaged themselves. Well, yeah, but but at the same time, Karl Marx did use the word socialism, and he was the head of the um, the Socialist International, uh, which was a huge convention that was held in, uh, I think, Geneva. And, uh, I mean, has it not occurred to people, especially in Western Europe, to see that uh, the communist system was the very manifestation the ultimate result, the, the the final cause of socialism. You know, they, they view progress, pro being progressive as moving toward more socialism. All they needed to do is look next door, you know, really just a few hours' drive to the border to see the manifestation of socialism. I mean, it's. I, I think it's difficult for someone to conclude anything other than that uh, people who embrace this idea are putting aside whether they're sane, the fact is that they're involved in a cult. This is a, a religion, and it is a competing religion to the religions that recognize a creator of the universe. They believe in secular power. They believe in the ability of man to transform his fellow man through these elites. 
and they, they worship at the foot of that. I mean, you know, we talk about the Bible. I mean, the Bible talks about idol worship. I think that this is the modern form of idol worship because the idol is a false god, and they are worshiping at the off the altar of a false god, which is the state. Um, the difference is, of course, the idol worship in, in the Bible gives you freedom and hope, whereas communism and socialism mm-hmm. historically, and I'm not talking about an opinion, you can measure uh, you know, the failure of communism. You can see it from space, from North Korea to South Korea. You can see how each and every time socialism and communism didn't just control the people, empowered a very, very small group of, of, of government proxies, but then basically 99.9% of the, of the population lived like slaves. Hollywood makes great movies about slavery and about injustices. They never make a movie of how 450 million people lived like slaves. They had no rights. They had no property rights. And if they wanted to leave, they were shot at the Iron Curtain at the border, of which I witnessed uh, such a murder when I was eight years old. Uh, so somehow yes. Hollywood is very silent when it comes about the enslavement of 450 million people who lived as the government deemed them to live without any rights and freedom whatsoever. Well, well look, I mean, your friend Kevin Sorbo, Sorbo's movie has broken that wall because, ironically, it is doing very well. It is making money. It is in theaters, even in my own hometown of Boston, which is about as secular as you can get. His movie is playing in a big movie, a downtown movie theater. So, you know, first of all, doesn't Hollywood ultimately care about making a profit? Don't, I mean, regardless of their ideology, aren't they taking a look at this and saying, gee, I guess that uh, this is a segment of the population that likes to go to the theater, likes to buy tickets. Oh. Don't we want to, you know, what, what's the deal with that? Uh, Hollywood used to make great movies. Uh, today, they still make yep. some very interesting movies, which have to do with uh, technical aspects, um, which have replaced intelligence. Um, Hollywood, right. there were a lot of Jews in Hollywood who made pro-Bible movies, who made spiritual sure. movies, who made movies about Christians, because, of course, it is the Judeo-Christian heritage which unites us. The last pope, John Paul, said in his last book that he wrote, what unites a good Jew and a good Christian is everything, because the morality is the same. If you then go into a temple right. and somebody else goes to a church, that should not bother anybody who's of true faith. What divides us is man. And man is always small. But truly what unites our faith well, the, is in this country. It, it, it does, clearly. I mean, we both derive from the same code of morals that were, were given at Sinai, and, and Jesus said that those morals would remain forever in the book of Matthew. So, yes, I mean, we, we do essentially look to the same fantastic moment of, of revelation, uh, which was witnessed by thousands of people at Sinai, in which uh, the Lord God gave the law to Moses through Moses to all of mankind. And those laws basically are how we should live and how nations should interact with each other, what is appropriate and inappropriate. It sort of set the stage for what we call Western civilization, and those are universal themes. It's not unique to us. It's not unique to the United States. I think that the Asian countries have adopted a large portion of it, which is why they have become much more successful. I mean, even communist China. You have I, I interviewed someone who was part of an underground church in communist China that helped this blind man escape from prison and get to the West with the help of former President Bill Clinton, who actually went there to help him. And, uh, and he pointed out to me that in communist China today, 
Christianity is growing so quickly that he points to it as being similar to what happened in Rome. Basically, the Romans could not control the growth of Christianity in the Roman Empire until one day and the Emperor Constantine woke up and said, I guess, you know, 95% of my nation is now Christian. And he gave up the ghost and he became a Christian. So this, uh, this cleric says that the same thing is happening in China, which is very exciting, that the communist regime there, they can't control the, the huge growth of Christianity, both Catholicism and Protestantism also, and that they're going to wake up one day and discover their country's Christian. Well, you know, this church is 2,000 years old, and one of the reasons why I'm against the modern church is because, by its definition, modern whatever is modern today, tomorrow will be old-fashioned. Um, mm-hmm. Our Christian faith is very simple, really. Uh, it is the essence of the Sermon of the Mount. Um, a lot of people said a lot of things thereafter and tried to put their modern view into the church, which then became old-fashioned, outdated, and so on and so on. But for me, the essence of Christianity is Christ's Word, and those are true forever. Just like 2 and 2 is 4, you can't add it. You can't make it more modern than it actually is. 2 and 2 is 4. And that is why I think this, this church has, has survived for 2,000 years. Show me any organization, I don't care what, that survived for 2,000 years. There's no corporation, there's no organization that survived that long, with the exception of religion. Because obviously the thread of the truth, and that truth really catches on when you read about it and when you're allowed to touch it. 2 and 2 is 4, always will be. You cannot change it. It is not reversible. That is the truth that Christ spoke about. I want to ask you something, Marius. And by the way, my guest is Marius Forte. He is the author of The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. Um, As someone who is an observant Catholic and who embraces the New Testament, look, I think that Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, as you say, it, it embraces universal truths that apply to all of mankind and that they're modern as well as historic. If you take a look at the principles he was espousing, those are things that are observable in nature. Those are things that are provable because of their function. But there's also this interesting book in the New Testament called the Book of Revelation. Now, I don't want to get into speculation about end times. There is those there are those speculations in certainly in Christianity and in Judaism. In Judaism you've got the prophecy of Joel and and, and others. But there are some very interesting things in that book that is it's as if the, the author John of Patmos was speaking to us today. Well, we'll have to take a break right now. We'll be right back. My guest is Marius Forte. The answer, proof of God in heaven. We'll be back. Breathe it in, kid. Clean, fresh air thanks to these new air handler filters. They're more energy efficient, hold more dust, and are stronger than ever. And Granger's got over 3,000 different styles and sizes to choose from. Just ordered a new batch from Granger.com today. I love oxygen, kid. And this facility's got some great AO2. I'm breathing easier just thinking about these air handler filters. Get some today. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com slash air handler or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, this is Janelle from Missouri. I've been doing Andy Willoughby's three-step plan for almost four years. I love it because I'm able to do the things that 
I'm passionate about, like youth ministry, going on our youth trips and homeschooling. Uh, We have a really busy schedule. I'm able to plug in my business into the three hours that we have. I love that it gives our family extra choices, like traveling. I love the people that I work with. I love doing the three-step plan. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. The three-step plan home business system has been helping people find financial freedom for over 10 years. And I think we could help you too. What people like best about the three-step plan plan is you can actually have customers calling you, you don't have to be a salesperson, and you get to work with nice family-oriented people. To find out how you could start making more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com. That's 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. 800-480-2102. Not available in California. Do you have startup capital and are looking to invest in a booming health-based business? Here's your opportunity, because we're looking for business-savvy, healthy-minded people in this area to become franchise owners of Fresh Healthy Vending Machines, the number one healthy vending franchise in North America. Fresh Healthy Vending is a publicly traded company. With your Fresh Healthy Vending Machines, you'll be selling exactly what America wants, all-natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. And with the USDA Smart Snacks and School Nutrition Guidelines starting and banning junk food in schools, the demand for fresh, healthy snacks is only getting bigger. Fresh Healthy Vending has identified prime vending machine locations in this area. And we place your machines for you so you can capitalize on the huge demand for healthy organic snacks on the go. Ready to grab your share of this booming industry? Visit ReadyForFresh.com today and enter code 2000 for free owner information. Locations in this area are filling up fast, so visit ReadyForFresh.com, special code 2000. Your water may have bad taste or smells, but there's even more to be concerned about. City water contains harmful chlorine and chemicals, which enter our bodies while showering, cooking, and washing food. Bottled water or sink filters don't protect you. QuadMax. HydroCare's revolutionary whole house system provides healthy, clean, great-tasting water from every faucet with virtually no pressure loss. It's the only one of its kind with four times the purification capacity in one compact unit, and it's only $495. The water quality far exceeds that of a system selling for twice the price. So take charge of your family's health. HydroCare, the smart technology for all your water problems. Try now, pay later. Go to bestfiltertoday.com. That's bestfiltertoday.com. Or call now, 1-866-984-6024. That's 1-866-984-6024. The revolution in clean water is here. HydroCare. Does your furnace need repair? Your house need cleaning? Or maybe you're ready to update your kitchen? Big or small, whatever your home improvement need, log on to rebuild.homeadvisor.com. HomeAdvisor is a free online resource with instant access to top-rated remodelers, maids, handymen, roofers, and many other home contractors. It's easy and it's free. Just go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com. Rebuild.homeadvisor.com. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much, and my guest is Mario Sporte. The book is The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, available at theanswer.book.com and available at uh, Barnes & Noble and uh, Amazon.com as well. Mario, uh, getting back to uh, my thoughts on the book of Revelations, I mean, I, I don't want to get into a theological discussion. I, I generally don't do that because I know everyone has different opinions. 
and I don't want to talk about the Antichrist and any of those things because those are all uh, theological questions. But there are some things in that book that really are amazingly relevant to today. And one of them is this idea of the mark of the beast and this fact that man, every human being, is going to have to have a, a marking, a code in order to conduct commerce, in order to conduct purchases. And uh, it just makes me think, and there are some things like that in the book that, you know, wh- whether or not this means an end time, which, again, is a, is a, uh, a religious question, our society does seem to be moving in that direction in many ways. You know, with the NSA spying and the the the, uh, the development of that story, how it is that the government can now look at uh, people's websites and emails uh, anytime they want, and uh, and listen in on people's conversations, and how these these powers are expanding, not just in this country but all over the world. You've got, you know, you mentioned Common Core curriculum. Part of that is that uh, school children in the United States now are required to take these surveys where the, uh, they answer personal questions about themselves and about their families, and that information is entered into this enormous database in Washington. Same thing with Obamacare. Personal information, health information you know, about you entered into a, a, a database that's being built in Utah right now. Uh, and, and it goes on and on. In other words, it seems to me that, that we are moving toward this sort of top-controlled, police-like state that was experimented on both with Nazism and communism, except now it's, uh, it's taken on a different coloration. It's, it's, not as, it's not as overt. Let's just put it that way. Do you, do you see anything like that, Marius? Oh, absolutely. Look, freedom is a certain quality. Uh, you never had an unfree society that was prosperous, never existed. The more unfree a society was, look at North Korea, the less prosperous they are, of course, and poor with all their rights given to the government. <clears throat> the more of these rights we give over to the government, the less free and the less prosperous we will be. It is impossible to enjoy an unfree society that is prosperous. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's the EU, the European Union, or the government that we have in America right now. Uh, these governments really take their power from the people. They suck the energy out of the people. We give them slice by slice more, more, more power over us. And it's difficult to reverse it. We had reversed it under Reagan, under Thatcher, and, for instance, in Germany under Angelica Merkel. Conservatives are trying to reverse it. But socialism needs to take the power away from the people in order to enslave the masses. And again, look at the history books. Each and every time socialism and communism has done that, it enslaved the masses. So if we give up slice by slice our power to the government, it has never, ever ended well. And that is what's going on right now. So I completely concur with you. You know, you, you say that we have good leaders, as you say, like Angela Merkel and like Reagan and, and Thatcher. And yet it looks to me like even when they do take power and they're elected to government, they cannot really turn back these these entities. I mean, I mean, when Richard Nixon became president of the United States in 1969, people expected him to undo some of these massive programs that had been put in place by Johnson you know, the so-called war on poverty, which created all of these social welfare agencies that were destroying the, particularly the African-American family, but others. And yet he didn't do it. Even Ronald Reagan, um, he was expected to get rid of the Department of Education, which had been put in place by Jimmy Carter, and which was 
a payoff to the teachers' unions. He didn't do it. He couldn't do it. He didn't have the political will, or I don't, I don't know what it is. So, you know, it seems to me that no matter who is is uh, elected, this process is moving forward. It's all it's only a question of speed. It's a you know obviously a Barack Obama is going to move the needle a lot faster than than a uh, Mitt Romney or a more conservative president. But nevertheless, they all seem to be moving inexorably in this authoritarian direction. Uh, do you observe that as well? Absolutely, but I think there's a breaking point. I think there's a point where it gets so bad where people really start to wake up. A lot of people are not political, especially in America. Um, but if you take England in the 70s, where under Wilson and Gallaghan, under the socialist Wilson and Gallaghan, the country basically came mm-hmm. to a standstill. It basically was, at that time, a third-world country. And in, if in 1970 Margaret Thatcher tried to be elected, she could not. If you take, it would take sort of almost the, the destruction of the base principles of Great Britain for a woman and a conservative to be elected in. And then she was allowed to take that all the way back. We have to take a brief break here. Amarius Forte is my guest. We'll be back. California. Do you have startup capital and are looking to invest in a booming health-based business? Here's your opportunity because we're looking for business-savvy, healthy-minded people in this area to become franchise owners of Fresh Healthy Vending Machines, the number one healthy vending franchise in North America. Fresh Healthy Vending is a publicly traded company. With your Fresh Healthy Vending Machines, you'll be selling exactly what America wants, all-natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. And with the USDA Smart Snacks and School Nutrition Guidelines starting and banning junk food in schools, the demand for fresh, healthy snacks is only getting bigger. Fresh Healthy Vending has identified prime vending machine locations in this area. And we place your machines for you so you can capitalize on the huge demand for healthy organic snacks on the go. Ready to grab your share of this booming industry? Visit readyforfresh.com today and enter code 2000 for free owner information. Locations in this area are filling up fast, so visit readyforfresh.com, special code 2000. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-540-0364. 1-800-540-0364. That's 1-800-540-0364. 1-800-540-0364. Chuck Morse. Thank you very much, and we are back. Marius Forte is my guest. The answer, proof of God in heaven, is uh, the name of the book. And by the way, uh, actor Kevin Sorbo was recently on uh, Bill O'Reilly's show. He held up the book, and the the result has been quite phenomenal, has it not, Marius? It is amazing. Uh, First of all, uh, 
Kevin's, I, I can just endorse Kevin's movie, God's Not Great. It's really a great film. Uh, we went to see it on Tuesday because my wife was sick. And uh, Tuesday evening in Long Island, the movie house was packed and people were really enthusiastic. It's a great movie. It's extremely yes. uplifting for anybody to see. Yes, Kevin was on O'Reilly, held up the book twice, and our book became number one under Apologetics on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. So um, I would love for anybody to check out the book. It is a very powerful book. It basically proves the existence of God via his naturalistic laws. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which of course is the Greek word for the cosmos, eliminate the possibility mm -hmm. of chance. Therefore, if chance had no part in the creation of the law, this cosmos, um, and that's the only other possibility, that the creator created this cosmos and not chance, and we call that creator God. It's, uh, it's observable. It's uh as, as Thomas Jefferson said, it's self-evident. Uh, Marius, the fact that your book had such a surge and that Kevin's movie is doing so well without, and this is in spite of a virtual blackout by the uh, the Hollywood uh, literary, literati types who are not giving it reviews. You know, I, maybe, I don't know if I'm being audacious here, but I think that this is the beginning of a conservative new conservative, separate conservative Hollywood and conservative uh, book publishing, and that uh, Kevin Sorbo could be one of those people that, that spearheads an effort by other conservatives who are beginning to come out of the closet and become openly conservative and libertarian and Christian and others, any, you know, people who are, who are, in a sense, anyone who's not on the left, to begin to make movies like God's Not Dead. There are so many excellent stories out there. There are so many fantastic ideas and creations that could be realized and done so in a way that's profitable from a business standpoint, that resonate with people. Younger people want to uh, have this message. You know, uh, Kevin's audience is a younger audience. I mean, this is, uh, it's very encouraging. And, and I think that uh, I'd like to see... Uh, People like yourself and like Kevin step out and become leaders of this new alternative cultural movement where, you know, you're challenging. Yeah. Uh, there's a much greater interest in this subject, but people are almost afraid. I remember years ago, I was in Malibu, I sat in, in Mel Brooks' house. He wasn't there himself, but it was a big party, and we sat around a table around 14 people, and it was a Hollywood crowd. And uh, I'm very outspoken. I love um, discussion and debate. I thrive on that. And um, I sort of started a conversation, and somebody made a very anti-religious, very left, um, hateful comments about Christianity. And then I challenged him, and I did so very well, I believe. And the strange thing was of those 14 people sitting around this table while the music was playing in the background and people having a great time, suddenly one after the other came out and felt it's okay to speak out for Christianity. There was a woman that had, for instance, just written a book. She um, had not one cancer, but three deadly cancers. And by prayer, by going to church, by involving her ministry, she beat the odds where doctors wouldn't give her any odds anymore. And she said, no, actually, but, but she was almost afraid before to really speak out. She didn't want to be the only one in the room to speak out against, you know, the consensus. So at the end, everybody had their little stories. And out of the 14, I would say 12, were... Christians who had faith, but who were afraid to speak out, only did so because I forcefully challenged that other opposition. I think that is something we have to do. We have to stand up for our faith. 
And of course, it is the question of all questions. Yeah. How much money we make? Yesterday, I did something. I just basically uh, had a large container, and I cleared out my whole basement. Memories. This uh, there was a lot of garbage. In there. All right, Marius, we're going to take another break. We'll be right back. Sorry about that. We shall return shortly. Hello, my name is Marius Forte, and together with my good friend Sam Sorbo, I would like to introduce you to our new book called The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. The Answer is like a master key to all your spiritual questions about the existence of God, as well as to questions that humanity has asked throughout the ages. For example, is there a God? And if there is, is he good? And if he's good, how could it be meant suffering in this world, which sounds like a contradiction, but it is not? Where do we come from and where are we going and why are we going at all? Why this tremendous amount of energy surrounding us? Is there life after death? Is there actually a heaven and a hell? How can we be sure is there any proof? What are the two main ingredients of happiness and how could we obtain these? Many more questions are addressed in our new book, The Answer. Proof of God in heaven. As we simply know of gravity and not just believe in it, once you apply the naturalistic laws of this universe, your belief will turn into knowledge and you will know God. Our book has just been launched. Please visit our website, theanswer-book.com, for more information. Hello, my name is Marius Forte, and together with my good friend Sam Sorbo, I would like to introduce you to a new book called The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. The answer is like a master key to all your spiritual questions about the existence of God, as well as to questions that humanity has asked throughout the ages. For example, is there a God? And if there is, is he good? And if he's good, how could it be meant suffering in this world, which sounds like a contradiction, but it is not? Where do we come from and where are we going and why are we going at all? Why this tremendous amount of energy surrounding us? Is there life after death? Is there actually a heaven and a hell? How can we be sure is any proof? What are the two main ingredients of happiness, and how could we obtain these? Many more questions are addressed in our new book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. As we simply know of gravity and not just believe in it, once you apply the naturalistic laws of this universe, your belief will turn into knowledge and you will know God. Our book has just been launched. Please visit our website, theanswer-book.com, for more information. I knew that Thomas Edison gave us the first commercial light bulb. But did you know he invented alkaline batteries and an electric train? Edison said, if we all did the things we're capable of, we would astound ourselves. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. For almost two decades, I've been helping families build home businesses. Many have been astounded at what they've been able to achieve. Today, I want to introduce you to my newest and most exciting home business concept ever. It's MaxAchieve.com. If you'd like to earn $500 to $5,000 or more a month working from home, check out MaxAchieve.com. This is more than a home business. At MaxAchieve, we want to help you experience more success in all areas of your life. To find out how you could astound yourself, go to MaxAchieve.com. That's MaxAchieve.com. Or call 800-801-3465. 800 Taking back America one listener at a time. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. And Marius Forte is my guest. The answer, proof of God in heaven. Uh, Marius, we're talking about um, spearheading an effort to uh, present a conservative side to our culture through such medium as movies and books and art and other medium, which uplifts 
which inspires, which can be funny and fun, and which can connect with young people. And I point to your book, The Answer Proof of God in Heaven, and also uh, and also Kevin Sorbo's mo- new movie, uh, which is, uh, uh, you know, God's Not Dead, as being part of this phenomena. You mentioned that uh, people, once they start to talk around a table, they begin to uh, come out and express conservative views, Christian views, because they feel safer. Well, I think that the proof of the success of your book and of Kevin's movie should should give us enough of a sense that we can do this, and we can do it well, and we can do it profitably, and we can have fun at it. We don't have to be afraid. That doesn't mean that Hollywood is going to go away. You know, they'll have their wolf of Wall Street and all the rest. But we can offer an alternative, and we can do it with the use of the new media in a way that reaches people at a mass level. And by doing so, we can change the culture. Anyway, please continue. You were talking about uh, an observation of yours. Well, just yesterday I cleaned up my basement. We had a bit of a flood, and there was a lot in there that I wanted to throw out anyway. But I remember these were pieces from 10, 20, 30 years ago, and they really looked decrepit, old, wet, moldy. And I remember when I bought some of these items uh, that I just threw into a container. This is what happens with all materialistic things, including our shells. The only thing that truly stays with us is our souls. Atheism is truly a a belief in despair, in nothingness, and in the dissolution of ourselves. Why would you believe that you would dissolve? If you have faith in God, you believe in eternal justice and in eternal life, in the unity of God with everything. You cannot lose your love. You cannot lose your life. You will have eternal life and joy to be with the creator of this universe. What you said before is that more and more people are interested in the subject. I think they always have been. True religion is a quality. 500 years ago, maybe some people went to church because they had to, because they thought uh, they have to show off their new clothes, whatever. But true religion, they as it was 500 years ago. It transcends such matters. Okay, sorry about this. We got another quick break here. We'll be right back. My name is Marius Forte, and together with my good friend Sam Sorbo, I would like to introduce you to a new book called The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. The Answer is like a master key to all your spiritual questions about the existence of God, as well as to questions that humanity has asked throughout the ages. For example, is there a God? And if there is, is he good? And if he's good, how could it be meant suffering in this world, which sounds like a contradiction, but it is not? Where do we come from, and where are we going, and why are we going at all? Why this tremendous amount of energy surrounding us? Is there life after death? Is there actually a heaven and a hell? How can we be sure there's any proof? What are the two main ingredients of happiness, and how could we obtain these? Many more questions are addressed in our new book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. As we simply know of gravity, not just believe in it, once you apply the naturalistic laws of this universe, your belief will turn into knowledge and you will know God. Our book has just been launched. Please visit our website, theanswer-book.com, for more information. Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much. The book is The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. Marius Forte is my, my, my guest, and he is the author, along with Sam Sorbo. And uh, we talk about uh, how faith not only has survived thousands of years, which is proof in and of itself 
of its value and of its universality, but also how it's uplifting and it's liberating of the individual. Uh, it is the basis upon which our nation was founded. America was founded on faith more than pros- uh, any other nation possibly, with the simple statement as it was expostulated in the Declaration of Independence, which is that all men are created equal. That's a biblical idea that comes right from the Old Testament. That is the concept in Latin of imago Dei, that we are created in the image, both men and women, of God, which means that every single human being is in their own way sacred and unique, and that every life is valuable. That's a very liberating concept. That is contrary, quite frankly, to our secular establishment, which views us as basically animals who are on different rungs of evolution and that can be expendable, in my opinion. Marius, what do you think? Well, atheism is a black hole of disparity. Atheism is a belief. Kid you not, it's a belief in nothingness. Mm -hmm. In a world without any purpose, where we experience pain for no reason at all, with no accountability for our outcome and for our actions. Uh, At the end of the day, when we are going to go, there are two doors. One is a black hole with no purpose, where it ends all, all our friendships, all our lives, everything we've achieved, everything we ever dreamt and thought and thought about is gone, wiped out. The other one is a door to eternal life, to be in unity with God and all our loved ones, where we cannot lose our life and cannot lose our love and cannot lose anything, impermanent. Why would anybody choose that black hole? Why would anybody in their free choice say, I want nothingness, I want to lose everything that was good and dear to me, my parents, my children, my environment, my thoughts, my books, my dreams. I want to have all of that erased. It is truly a black hole that doesn't let you out, but it's by our choice. We go where we want to go. I had this conversation with a friend of mine who said, well, you know what, Um, I'm a good person, but I just don't believe in God. Why do you think I would be in hell? And I said, it's very simple. First of all, understand hell is the separation of God, but if your mother lives in Dallas, Texas, and you constantly buy a plane ticket to go to San Francisco, by your own choice, you've separated yourself from your mother. It's not God that separated you. You went to San Francisco each and every time when you had a choice, when you, get to, when you went to that airport. You chose to be separated from your mother. If we choose to be separated from God, God gave us free will. Even God cannot change that. If we want nothing to do with God, then we will not be with God. Even Christ on the cross said, Father, into your hands, I demand my spirit, because we go where we want to go. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's a matter of free choice. And uh, and also, this concept that in this short lifetime of ours, which is a, like a blink of an eye when compared to eternity, we we grow we, we in many cases, or we, or we regress. But we try to grow. We learn from experience. We learn from study. We work hard. And, and you have to think that, that that accumulates not only in this lifetime where you contribute to improving the world, but it, it, it also continues onward. I mean, at least uh, that, that concept makes sense to me somehow. Well, you know, in the opening words of our book, we say, imagine a universe that makes total sense, where everything that you do is not only recorded but has a purpose, where you decide good and evil, and that good and evil has a consequence. Just like Christ said in the Sermon on the Mount, whatever you sow, you shall reap. He said whatever. He didn't say quite a bit, quite a lot, because the law of cause and effect, which is a physical law, is always always in effect. Whatever you do has a consequence. In a way, it's like looking in a mirror. Most of the time, what we do 
what we call justice is time delayed. But the question is, is this life just? Is exactly the same questions if you ask, is this life balanced? It is absolutely balanced. After fall, we have winter and then springtime. That renews everything. A pendulum that swings out will swing back. But it takes time. The earth takes a year to come back to its original position. Everything circulates. Everything vibrates. Everything is caught in polarity. Where there's one, there has to be another. It's polar opposite. The laws of this universe are absolute, and that by itself eliminates any possibility of chance. And if chance is eliminated, it also eliminates chance as a creator of anything, because in order to create anything, you have to be intelligent. And chance is not intelligent. Therefore, also chance does not exist, because the law supersedes any possibility in the chance. What you're describing here, Marius, is science. This is observable, natural science. It is uh, the, the, the laws of cause and effect are things that are, are obvious and that are identifiable. But uh, I think that what you also are pointing out here is that science and religion are compatible and that are needed. They need each other. You can't have, if you have pure science without looking at greater truths, then, then you've got, uh, you know, you've got uh, no morality. Anyway, we'll be right back. You got to pay attention to the small things, kid. Small things matter. Small problems become big problems. Take a transformer. Rain leaks into a transformer. Insulation system breaks down. Insulation system breaks down. Copper windings overheat. Copper windings overheat. Transformer blows. Transformer blows. Facility goes dark. Facility goes dark. Kid, you don't want to know what happens next. That's why I use Granger. Granger helps keep small problems from turning into big problems. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. For almost two decades, I've been helping families build home businesses. Many have been astounded at what they've been able to achieve. Today, I want to introduce you to my newest and most exciting home business concept ever. It's MaxAchieve.com. If you'd like to earn $500 to $5,000 or more a month working from home, check out MaxAchieve.com or call 800-801-3465. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. And uh, Marius Forte is my guest. Again, the book is The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. And we're talking about here a, uh, a counter-Fabian revolution, really, as we begin to make an imprint and take back the culture by challenging the, the notions of the uh, atheistic, secular left. And, Marius, you've done a great job when you've had the opportunity to debate people publicly um, and uh, I'm, I'm hoping to get get up, see you get opportunities to do that in larger and larger venues. Um, we we have here only a few minutes left, so again, I want you to take the opportunity, if you don't mind, to uh, introduce the book, let people know how they can get it, why they should why they should get it. Um, I think, in essence, we all want to know where we come from and where we're going. The question about God is the oldest question that humanity has ever faced. Uh, what our book does, it doesn't just ask you for faith. It actually gives you 100% proof. We take the universal laws, which are God's laws, and create a master key that you can really apply to any of your questions. In 21 chapters, we address what I've seen, where the basic questions when I lived in Africa, when I lived in the Middle East, when I lived in Europe. Uh, the human experience is basically the same. Uh, the questions are the same. The answers are very different. And what this book provides, it gives you absolute answers 
two and two is always four. There's no modern version of that or old dated version of that. It is exactly the same. The answers that we provide in this book uh, about the existence of God and how it all came to be are scientific. They are not about faith. You don't have to have faith to believe them, as you don't need faith to believe in gravity. Gravity simply exists. Well, you know, it's uh, it also runs contrary to the nihilistic views of um, the secular left, which views that there is no such thing as objective truth. I mean, it goes back to the philosophy of Immanuel Kant and others who uh, who said that you can't know reality. There is no ultimate reality. Um, and, and you know, that once one accepts that, then one is open to such things as dictatorships, because if you don't want to recognize basic facts and basic realities, then you're going to be vulnerable to others defining such matters for you, because there is truth. There is reality is real. Um, anyway, Marius Forte, thanks so much for joining me this afternoon, and uh, I look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks a lot. Water may have bad taste or smells, but there's even more to be concerned about. City water contains harmful chlorine and chemicals, which enter our bodies while showering, cooking, and washing food. Bottled water or sink filters don't protect you. QuadMax, HydroCare's revolutionary whole house system, provides healthy, clean, great-tasting water from every faucet with virtually no pressure loss. It's the only one of its kind, with four times the purification capacity in one compact unit, and it's only $495. The water quality far exceeds that of a system selling for twice the price. So take charge of your family's health. HydroCare, the smart technology for all your water problems. Try now, pay later. Go to bestfiltertoday.com. That's bestfiltertoday.com. Or call now, 1-866-984-6024. That's 1-866-984-6024. The revolution in clean water is here. Hydrocare. We knew that Thomas Edison gave us the first commercial light bulb. But did you know he invented alkaline batteries and an electric train? Edison said, if we all did the things we're capable of, we would astound ourselves. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. For almost two decades, I've been helping families build home businesses. Many have been astounded at what they've been able to achieve. Today, I want to introduce you to my newest and most exciting home business concept ever. It's MaxAchieve.com. If you'd like to earn $500 to $5,000 or more a month working from home, check out MaxAchieve.com. This is more than a home business. At Max Achieve, we want to help you experience more success in all areas of your life. To find out how you could astound yourself, go to MaxAchieve.com. That's MaxAchieve.com. Or call Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. And we're back. Chuck Moore speaks Monday through Friday, 10 till noon Eastern Standard Time, here at the IRN USA Radio Network. You're welcome to join the program, 844 844- 
As part of my ongoing series on examining um, political parties and political ideas that generally don't get a lot of uh, airing on the uh, mainstream media, and that is both on the left and on the right, we are joined by William Johnson, who is a representative of the American Freedom Party. William, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Oh, thank you for having me. William, talk a bit about what the American Freedom Party is, how old the party is. I mean, just give me some uh, some of the nuts and bolts of what, what, what you guys are doing over there. Oh, well, we're about, oh, I don't know, maybe three or four years, maybe four years old. Um, and uh, our original name was the American Third Position, but um, that didn't really uh, generate too much recognition in, in the States. So, Third positionism is, I guess, more popular in Europe than it is here. We're not really left or right or, or liberal or conservative. We just take, you know, we take the best of, of all, all parties, and um, we, 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 we just generally analyze the situation and the issues, and, and we decide what is best uh, for society. And um, so that's the position that we're coming from. We're strongly environmental. We are ethnic. Ethnic nationalists. Uh, we, uh, I mm -hmm. particularly want a separate white ethno state. I don't think that this multiculturalism is working. Um, we are populist. We um, we uh, approve a lot of the social programs if they were instituted in a manner that would be uh, consistent with uh, with furthering the population and furthering uh, what's good for the world, as opposed to a dysgenic approach that we have now. Would you describe your party as national socialist? No. Okay. Um, you have a book out, Vision for America. Um, it sounds to me like, and uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but um, you're you're not supporters of the U.S. Constitution as it's presently constituted. Is that true? Um, I believe that we support the Constitution. That. Vision for America was written by our presidential candidate, um, and I've glanced through it, but I'm not sure. I'd be surprised if you got anything in there that was not supportive of the Constitution, because our presidential candidate was one of the more gung-ho, pro-America, you know, military-type guys. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure where, where you got that. But we do have in our membership a lot of people. We have people that are that feel disenfranchised, and so they've become kind of uh, anti-government, and if you're anti-government, in a sense, you're, you can be considered anti-Constitution, but then we have people like Merlin Miller, who was our presidential candidate, who was very much pro-government, and um, I'm kind of more on the anti-government end mm -hmm. of the spectrum. Well, well, first of all, I would think that being anti-government does not necessarily mean you're anti-Constitution. I mean, one can be against aspects of our government that have superseded the Constitution or have sold away parts of the Constitution to uh, to private parties and even foreign parties. Yeah, that's um, right. I think that the and, Constitution is subject to such uh, open interpretation. You can claim that the people in power are anti-Constitution because they break it so often. So that's, that's a good point. Right. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, you know, by, by being pro-Constitution, uh, oftentimes – 
we are called anti-government when, in fact, we're the pro-government people. It's the people in power who are anti-American government in, in the, based upon our system, our, our, our theory of government, which is the constitutional system. Uh, now, now, William Johnson's my guest again, the American Freedom Party. William, you said that you support a separatist white nation. What does that mean? Well, um, I believe, and, and our party doesn't advocate this, um, and, and some members do advocate it, some members don't, but I believe that multiculturalism and diversity is a failure, and there's kind of a, a buzzword going around that says um, diversity is a code word for white genocide, and I think that that truly is the case. I believe that worldwide, Western civilization and the white race is collapsing through the principles of diversity and multiculturalism. And, and America, I believe, for as long as I can remember, has been the key exporter of these ideas. And, you know, America used to be admired by the world, but then as, as America or traditional America has engaged in self-loathing, the, the rest of the world has followed suit. So I think there, it comes, there comes a time now when we need to, to look to see what's happening in other countries and nationalism, um, balkanization, dividing up of, of the countries is a movement uh, taking place uh, rapidly uh, in, in Europe. And I think we need to consider those, uh, uh, those theories behind those efforts. I mean, you've got uh, Catalonia trying to break away from Spain. You have Scotland trying to break away from the United Kingdom. You have um, Venice. Um, mm-hmm. Various countries are trying to break, break away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I, wa- I want to talk about Europe in a minute, but getting back to the United States, um, it seems to me that you actually are, and this is something that interests me, that you're actually advocating a form of multiculturalism that is similar to those who advocate multiculturalism, and I personally reject the whole idea as a matter of public policy. And that is an emphasis on racial and ethnic backgrounds as if this really means something. It seems to me that the American approach has been to be colorblind, to be uh, that things, matters such as uh, race and ethnic background and faith, per, you know, denominational faith, that those things are, we are free to associate and that we, uh, you know, we are able to express those those aspects of our, our personality if we choose to. But as a matter of public policy, we've generally not, you know, we've been a colorblind society. We've, we've put forth the importance of the individual and individual accomplishment first, which is why I reject this whole multicultural approach, which views some kind of an importance. They actually think that people of different races or different ethnicities or genders or sexual orientations are different literally, that they actually have different minds, that they're different people. And it seems to me that that's what, kind of what you're into, except obviously from a different perspective. Um, you are right on in that it is against public policy in this country to make sort of any distinction based upon those protected classifications that you've just mentioned. And that has held sway in the country probably for the extent of my lifetime. Um, and that is what we are fighting against, because we believe that, that 
to be colorblind and to not recognize and have uh, particular sentiments toward, toward your own group um, is unnatural and it's not good for for society. I think just as just as I love love my wife and my children more than I love my neighbor's wife and children, you know, and and that's not a bad thing. It extends to to your group, and that's a natural instinct. And so I think, uh, and pretty much much of the world embraces that view, except the the white race. And as a result, this concept, this this public policy position that none of this matters is resulting in the destruction of of Western civilization and then and and it's a genocide on white people and that in itself is against the United Nations Charter. So um, I believe well, that well, wait a, wait a, to um, yeah, I mean, I, I understand. But uh, first of all, I mean, again, I mean, it, it's a private matter. I, I, I have no problem with people associating with their particular ethnic background, their their race. I mean, I'd be hypocritical if I said otherwise. But as a matter of public policy, we don't do that in this country. We don't have a particular, I mean, at least we haven't up until recently. And this is why I, this is the problem I have with uh, multiculturalism, that they're putting, you know, race as, as an issue that, that defines a person. Now, you know, we are defined by those things, but, but as a matter, you know, to varying degrees. Some people are, some people aren't. But it's not really any of the business of the government to get into those sorts of questions. And, uh, you know, you, you talk about a genocide against white people. I don't think that's going on inside the United States. You could make that case perhaps in other countries. But, uh, you know, in this country, white people, black people, I mean, all people of various races are free to associate with, with, the, with each other. I mean, I don't think that there's uh, any attempt to try to tell any particular race or ethnic group what they can and cannot do in terms of association, and I don't think that white people, you know, as as it, as the term is defined, and we should talk about that, uh, are under any particular pressures in this country. See, the no? position that you've taken is the traditional stance of a libertarian, and the the natural conclusion of that stance is open borders and and the ultimate elimination of of all, of all distinct groups. And so that's. No, I don't think so. I disagree with that. I reject of, that. We hold a lot of libertarian positions, but we believe that maintaining the integrity of one's ethnicity is so important that libertarian concerns have to have to to give way towards. No, I, I'm sorry to disagree with you here, but I reject that. I don't think that a libertarian view is therefore saying that people should not associate with their own ethnic background at all. It's just simply saying that as a matter of public policy, we don't need to have the government formally recognize any particular ethnic group, whether it be white or black or otherwise, and that we basically have a society where people are allowed to have equal citizenship and get ahead on merit. There's nothing in the libertarian ethos that says that that citizens can't associate with ethnic orientation if they choose to. I, I don't see that. And as far as open borders go, no, I, I don't think that uh, libertarians support. I mean, if they do, they're wrong, but they don't have to support open borders. Um, in that, we want to have immigration into this country based upon the ability of the nation to sustain it economically. Yes, um, you, you know, which uh, which is an issue because we can't.
what you're combining is you're combining the worst of libertarianism with the worst of capitalism. We need to have bring, we need to have immigration of smart people from India so that we can run our, our, our government. Um, and this is the same reason why they had slaves in the country. We need to have slaves over here so we can pick our cotton. And it's it's that capitalist mentality coupled with the the, the freedoms associated with libertarianism that has resulted in the demise uh, of of Western civilization worldwide. And so that's why you have to uh, you need to embrace. Um, the logical positions of libertarianism and the proper positions of capitalism, but you're embracing the wrong ones in both, and that is going to result in, in really um, a nihilistic approach to, to the worldview. You're doing away with the most basic social construct, um, the family, the race, the, the future of society, and, and you cannot have that. If you're Not at all. If you allow... All right, uh, we have to get in. We have to break right here. Uh, William Johnson's my guest, American Freedom Party. We'll be right back. You have a mortgage and a load of other debt. Wouldn't it be great if it all just went away? Nine-year mortgage can change your life. We paid off all of our bills. All your debt, including your mortgage, in as little as nine years. We will have saved over $313,000 in interest payments. Even have more money left over each month? It lowered our monthly payments by a little over $500. Nine-year mortgage. <laughs> Where have they been all of our life? If you knew about something like that, you'd want to tell everybody. Whenever I have a friend or someone that needs this service, I give them the number. Hi, I'm Larry Ruff, president of Nine Year Mortgage. This is unlike anything you've ever seen before, and it will absolutely not harm your credit. Call for your free CD and learn how you can eliminate all of your debt, including your mortgage, much sooner than you ever dreamed possible. The more debt you have, the more we can help. Call for your free CD now, 800-383-5310. This works. Call the number. Call now for your free CD, 800-383-5310, 800-383-5310. You probably knew that Thomas Edison gave us the first commercial light bulb. But did you know he invented alkaline batteries and an electric train? Edison said, if we all did the things we're capable of, we would astound ourselves. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby. For almost two decades, I've been helping families build home businesses. Many have been astounded at what they've been able to achieve. Today, I want to introduce you to my newest and most exciting home business concept ever. It's MaxAchieve.com. If you'd like to earn $500 to $5,000 or more a month working from home, check out MaxAchieve.com. This is more than a home business. At MaxAchieve, we want to help you experience more success in all areas of your life. To find out how you could astound yourself, go to MaxAchieve.com. That's MaxAchieve.com. Or call 800-801-3465. 800-801-3465. I owe over $20,000 to the IRS. I don't have the money, and now my wages are being garnished. You need tax representation. I'm really worried. The IRS just sent me a letter, and they want to audit my business. You need tax representation. But who can I trust? Tax Representation Incorporated. It's a fact that if you owe taxes, the IRS has the power to take everything you own, including your home, your business, and even your freedom. If you receive a letter from the IRS, don't ignore it. Call Tax Representation Incorporated, and we'll be on the phone with the IRS to 
stop the threats within the same day. Guaranteed. Don't ignore it. If you're being audited or have years of unfiled tax returns, a federal tax lien, or worse yet, been issued a wage garnishment or bank levy, let the expert staff of tax attorneys and enrolled agents protect you from the IRS and get you the best tax representation and settlement guaranteed. We'll be on the phone with the IRS to stop the threats same day guaranteed. Go to taxrepresentation.com. Call 800-574-3001. 800-574-3001. 800-574-3001. Owning and caring for a home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen, Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you don't have to search through a long list of pros. With just a few clicks, HomeAdvisor matches you with pros who provide the exact services you need. You can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much. William Johnson's my guest, the American Freedom Party. Uh, William, we're, we're talking here about immigration and... Uh, yeah, I think that my position is that um, if a person can contribute to our society and if they're going to be loyal Americans and take an oath to preserve, protect, and defend our Constitution and they're going to be self-sufficient and they can contribute something, then then they should be seriously considered uh, as, as a new American um, if they want to come here and enrich this country. Uh, you seem to be implying, or maybe more than implying, that their particular race is a factor that should be considered. So that gets me to a more fundamental question here, which is, uh, give, given the fact that you think that the white race should be predominant, what, wh- why is that? I mean, what is, first of all, what is, what is it? How do you define being white? And secondly, why is that important? I mean, why should we look to that as being something that um, that means something other than what it might mean personally to a person? And I get that. But as a matter of public policy, as a matter of our nation, why is that something that, that should be important when we consider uh, people who are citizens? Well, I think we need to make it extended beyond just the area of immigration. It's into our whole, like you say, public policy or system of laws and rules. I mean, when you have a society that says what's um, mine is yours and what's yours is mine, that's always going to lose out to a society that says, to an incoming group that says what's uh, yours is mine and what's mine is mine. And, And that's essentially what we have here. We have people coming in and taking advantage of the situation that is re- resulting in a decline um, in everyone's standard of living. I mean, you have basically... Respons- I agree. Yeah, look, I, listen, I agree with you, but you're not really getting to my question. Look, if you're talking about people coming in and 
going on welfare. I totally agree with that. That's not if someone can't contribute to our system by being a self-sufficient person who is making it the same way my ancestors made it. After all, we are a nation of immigrants. Um, then yes, I mean that is a serious question. But my question to you, getting more to the issue here, is why is it that you think that being white has significance, and and what is it about that 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 means something to you? Okay, well, okay. To continue on with my thought, when we have we have responsible countries, and it is not just the whites that are responsible. You have the West as is saying, okay. Overpopulation is destroying the entire environment, destroying the animal life, the wildlife. So the Western world has cut back on its population growth. Japan has cut back on its population growth. China has cut back on its population growth. Yet the rest of the world are breeding so rapidly that the responsible societies to keep in check and keep the balance on this earth are being overrun by the people who are not responsible. And that's the issue that we need to address. Um, I think that race is important for a variety of reasons, because you may think it's not important, but then if you go into Detroit and you happen to hit a, a, ch a child there and get out to help him out, and you're beaten nearly to death because of your race, you've pretty <laughs> come to see, see that, that race may not be important to you, but it's important to everybody kicking and clubbing you. That's the society that we. Well, well, let, let me respond to let me respond to both of your your points, William. Okay. First of all, um, you know, I I don't know exactly what you're suggesting about problems of uh, overpopulation. It sounds to me like you might be into this whole, you know, idea that the Planned Parenthood's into, which is to have forced abortions in China, and um, and other measures like that, and that is something that the U.S. government's been involved in. It's kind of a almost a neo-eugenic program to reduce certain races. Uh, there have been forced sterilizations of women in Africa and in India. You know, this was actually a part of the policy of the government of Indira Gandhi. But but that's a separate subject. I totally disagree with that. But uh, you know, if that's your stand, then uh, you're joining a lot of people on the left on that one. But domestically speaking, I don't say I'm not. Excuse me, I'm not suggesting that people don't value their racial or ethnic background, as it were, and that there is not racial and ethnic conflicts in this country. There certainly is, but I want to get to a more fundamental question, which is: What is it about race? What is it? I mean, what, why do you think? As you said, you started the program by saying that you wanted to have a white separatist entity inside the United States. So I'm asking you, what is it about being white? How do you define that, and why is that important, and what would a so-called white entity look like? Okay. The, the term that I use is a white ethnostate, um, and that's that's a term okay. that, that's gaining, uh, I guess, uh, popularity now. All right. Well, we'll I'm going to ask you to define that when we come back from a break here. We'll be right back.
$20,000 to the IRS. I don't have the money, and now my wages are being garnished. You need tax representation. I'm really worried. The IRS just sent me a letter, and they want to audit my business. You need tax representation. But who can I trust? Tax Representation Incorporated. It's a fact that if you owe taxes, the IRS has the power to take everything you own, including your home, your business, and even your freedom. If you receive a letter from the IRS, don't ignore it. Call Tax Representation Incorporated, and we'll be on the phone with the IRS to stop the threats within the same day. Guaranteed. Don't ignore it. If you're being audited or have years of unfiled tax returns, a federal tax lien, or worse yet, been issued a wage garnishment or bank levy, let the expert staff of tax attorneys and enrolled agents protect you from the IRS and get you the best tax representation and settlement guaranteed. We'll be on the phone with the IRS to stop the threats same day guaranteed. Go to taxrepresentation.com. Call 800-574-3001. 800-574-3001. 800-574-3001. You have a mortgage and a load of other debt. Wouldn't it be great if it all just went away? Nine-year mortgage can change your life. We paid off all of our bills. All your debt, including your mortgage, in as little as nine years? We will have saved over $313,000 in interest payments. Even have more money left over each month? It lowered our monthly payments by a little over $500. Nine-year mortgage. (laughs) Where have they been all of our life? If you knew about something like that, you'd want to tell everybody. Whenever I have a friend or someone that needs this service, I give them the number. Hi, I'm Larry Ruff, president of Nine-Year Mortgage. This is unlike anything you've ever seen before, and it will absolutely not harm your credit. Call for your free CD and learn how you can eliminate all of your debt, including your mortgage, much sooner than you ever dreamed possible. The more debt you have, the more we can help. Call for your free CD now. 800-383-5310. This works. Call the number. Call now for your free CD. 800-383-5310. 800-383-5310. Author journalist, and American patriot. This is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much, and William Johnson's my guest, the American Freedom Party. This is an ongoing series of mine where I I bring in uh, people who are involved with political movements and parties and ideas that are generally not uh, getting uh, much uh, coverage in the mainstream media. I assume uh, that our listeners can hear what, what, what's being said and, and make up their own minds uh, regarding how they think about it. Um, I'm having people, as I said, on both the left and the right. I've got the Communist Party coming up next week. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I want to find out what makes, what are the basic belief systems and, and what makes people tick in terms of what they believe. Uh, now, uh, you, uh, William, you're talking about an ethno-national state within the United States. Now, when we started the program, I asked you if your organization supported the Constitution of the United States. It seems to me that you're calling for, uh, you know, a secession from the Union, or, or how do you define the, such a state, and where would it be physically, and what would it be like? I mean, would it be only white people, and how would that work? Well, I mean, it's not it's not in violation of any of the constitutional principles. I mean, you have... Texas now, you've got a lot of people saying we Texas needs to secede from the state, and that's not that's not anti-constitution. There's procedures for them to do that, and so you can be very much pro-America, pro-constitution, um, and supportive of the government, but want to have change so that you can achieve. 
something to well, I mean, destructive. I, first of all, I, I disagree. I disagree with that. Abra- I agree with Abraham Lincoln's argument, which was that the federal government preceded the existence and the uh, and the ratification of the states, and that the federal government, our government, uh, uh, with all of its faults, you know, is indivisible. Um, I don't think that uh, I do not support secessionist movements. Now, you are talking about a secession from the Union, I guess, or am no, I wrong? Not, not necessarily. That has to be worked out. But someone who lives on an Indian reservation um, can be very much pro-American and have his, have his own government and his own regulations, and you can't say that he's anti-American because they have... Uh, well, yeah, but Indian reservations are not sovereign. Uh, I understand uh, that. But they're not, they're, not, uh, they're not, even though they might want to pretend otherwise... They are not sovereign. They exist in within states, and that they have to answer to states. They they have a certain couple of limited issues of sovereignty. And by the way, I have some problems with that. Sure, but well, uh, they're not. The, the point I make. They're not separate from the. Right. Yeah. The point I'm making is that there are many precedents out there where you can achieve this and still be very much for the Constitution, and that's the. That's okay. All right. Let, let's. Then let's grant your argument that this can be done according to the Constitution for the sake of argument, even though I'm not endorsing that. Okay. My, therefore, my question to you is, why would why would you want to do this? Are you suggesting white reservations? I mean, what is this going to look like, and why do it? First of all, why do it is because we have a system that is not working. We have um, trying to to patchwork, correct some of the past problems based on race, has resulted in a lot of anger in many different groups and a lot of unfair treatment of all different peoples. And you have different... So then are you suggesting a separate entities for white people and some maybe separate for black people and, and other groups? I mean, you know, I want you to talk about what you're talking about here. I mean, are you advocating certain states become like all white and, and secede from the union? I mean, I, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth here, but I'd like you to get down to exactly what it is you're talking about. Okay. The first thing is is that I believe, and a lot of us believe, that multiculturalism and diversity is a failure, and it's going to result in the destruction of white civilization and Western civilization. That's the first premise that I believe in. All right. Well, we, we're going to take another break here. I don't know. I don't think you can necessarily tie white, being white, into Western civilization, even if most of the people happen to be white. I mean, it's not Hello, the relevant thing is isn't their race. And together with my good friend Sam Sorbo, I would like to introduce you to a new book called The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. The Answer is like a master key to all your spiritual questions about the existence of God, as well as to questions that humanity has asked throughout the ages. For example, is there a God? And if there is, is he good? And if he's good, how could it be meant suffering in this world, which sounds like a contradiction, but it is not? Where do we come from and where are we going and why are we going at all? Why this tremendous amount of energy surrounding us? Is there life after death? Is there actually a heaven and a hell? How can we be sure is there any proof? What are the two main ingredients of happiness and how could we obtain these? Many more questions are addressed in our new book, The Answer proof of God in heaven. As we simply know of gravity and not just believe in it, once you apply the naturalistic laws of this universe, 
you believe will turn into knowledge and you will know God. Our book has just been launched. Please visit our website, theanswer-book.com, for more information. Hello, my name is Marius Forte, and together with my good friend Sam Sorbo, I would like to introduce you to a new book called The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. The Answer is like a master key to all your spiritual questions about the existence of God, as well as to questions that humanity has asked throughout the ages. For example, is there a God? And if there is, is he good? And if he's good, how could we man suffering in this world, which sounds like a contradiction, but it is not? Where do we come from and where are we going and why are we going at all? Why this tremendous amount of energy surrounding us? Is there life after death? Is there actually a heaven and a hell? How can we be sure there's any proof? What are the two main ingredients of happiness and how could we obtain these? Many more questions are addressed in our new book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. As we simply know of gravity and not just believe in it, once you apply the naturalistic laws of this universe. You believe will turn into knowledge and you will know God. Our book has just been launched. Please visit our website, theanswer-book.com, for more information. Serious fall, fire danger, or other type of home emergency, Life Alert is there for you. The company with its slogan, Help, I've Fallen and I Can't Get Up, protects its members. Here are some of them. When you have a heart attack like I did and there's no one there, Life Alert was there for me. Having a secure feeling through Life Alert is ideal. My independence is possible because of it. Now, Life Alert can also protect you in a fire emergency with a system that automatically notifies our monitoring center. Thanks to Life Alert, you can live alone without ever being alone. With Life Alert protection, elderly people can avoid or delay going to a nursing facility. For a free brochure about Life Alert service, call now. 1-800-304-3912. That's 1-800-304-3912. Call Life Alert now for your free brochure. 1-800-304-3912. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. Uh, William Johnson's here from the American Freedom Party. Look, William, we've already talked about... Uh, multiculturalism and diversity is as problematic and I uh, I agree that it is although I think your organization seems to be very much part of that in your uh, white identity which is a multicultural approach to things that group identity is is more important than individual but I think you're you're dribbling the ball here we're reaching toward the end of the program and I've asked you uh, two basic questions that you don't seem to want to answer maybe you'll choose not to which is fine but those questions are, what is this ethnic state going to look like in the United States, literally, number one? And number two, why is being white, however that term is defined, why is that important? Uh, what, and, and how do you define being white? So let's go to the first question. What does the ethnic state look like, literally? Okay, it needs to be done um, in compliance with the laws, and it needs to be done through the ballot and peaceful process. First and foremost, that's, that's what's necessary. So you have to convert the minds of the people to say, oh, yes, this is a good thing, and then it can be done. And what would that thing be? I mean, what would be on the ballot? We want to have a white state? Um, well, you, you don't put it that simply. There are There are movements now to... For people to come. Well, how do you put it complexly? I mean, I, you know, w w look, this is, I like to reduce things down to what they really are. I don't like to have things couched in complexities. I want to get to what's really being said. 
Now, what is it that you're advocating here? You know, you're gonna, you're a very sophistic fellow. I know you're a Harvard graduate. You sound, you know, you're able to talk very well around an issue. But it's my job as an on-air journalist to get to the essence, to distill what's talked about here. Now, look, I'm not trying to even necessarily make a judgment. I just want to get to what you're about. Now, when you say you want to have an ethnocentric state, what is that going to look like? I want to know. You, I'd like you to tell me in plain language. Okay. The first question you need to address, there have been a lot of movements over the years to be able to, to create this. You had the Back to Africa movement by Marcus Garvey, who wanted all the blacks to go back, and that's how Liberia was established. So there was initially in a movement that... Liberia was actually established in the 19th century. Marcus Garvey was in 1920s, and that was a manumission movement. But we've got to take another break here. Hopefully... Hello, my name is Marius Forte, and together with my good friend Sam Sorbo, I would like to introduce you to our new book called The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. The Answer is like a master key to all your spiritual questions about the existence of God, as well as to questions that humanity has asked throughout the ages. For example, is there a God? And if there is, is he good? And if he's good, how could we make suffering in this world which sounds like a contradiction? But it is not. Where do we come from and where are we going and why are we going at all? Why this tremendous amount of energy surrounding us? Is there life after death? Is there actually a heaven and a hell? How can we be sure there's any proof? What are the two main ingredients of happiness and how could we obtain these? Many more questions are addressed in our new book, The Answer. Proof of God in Heaven. As we simply know of gravity, not just believe in it, once you apply the naturalistic laws of this universe, your belief will turn into knowledge and you will know God. Our book has just been launched. Please visit our website, theanswer-book.com, for more information. Chuck Morse Speaks. American Freedom Party. Uh, William, again, you started out the program by talking about an ethno-state inside the United States. Now you're, you're you're bringing up all sorts of other things to uh, you know you know the black separatist movement and all that, which is fine. But you're dancing around the issue. I want to know what you at the American Freedom Party and you as a person have in mind for a, an, an ethno-white state in America. Okay. What is it going to look like? This, Where is it going to be? This cannot be created in a vacuum. This is not a philosophical issue. This is a practical concept that has to be worked out fairly with all people involved. So it's not up to me. Make and what's it going to look like when it's worked out? The only thing I can re recite to are the precedents that have existed and use that to draw from to create something in the future. You ask, what's it going to look like? Well, in America in the past, right. there have been court cases and laws and based upon three issues for distinguishing who is white and who is not. You have the ascertainable trace test, you have the percentage test, and you have the appearance test. So you ask, the, what are the, the white people going to look like? You have, have to look at the precedents that have been taken in the past and come up with... Well, well how are those things in American law? Where, where, well, wait a minute. First of all, now we're getting into your defining exactly who is white and what that means, which is something that's all right. But but that's something that there's been a great deal of difference of opinion on. For example, 
if you look at John Adams's diary um, during colonial times, and I've studied Adams. I'm actually from Quincy, and I've re- read a lot of his papers. I consider myself to be somewhat of an armchair scholar on Adams. He wrote about um, people, uh, you know, who were not Anglo-Saxons, English, as being of a different race. He wasn't criticizing them, but he viewed them, and he viewed Catholics as being different. And and he, I mean, his attitude at the time was all of these people make up for a good future American republic in this continent. But but his definition of race, I think, was typical of uh, people in colonial times, which was that the Irish were not white, that the Swedes were not white. The only people that were white were Anglo-Saxons. So, so you're that, talking that about, first of all, you say... That underscores the problem that, that we face. And the solution, first of all, we, ha- I have, we have to convert society to realize that there's a problem and that that the way we're going now does not work then those why is there a problem well first of all you said that there are american wait a minute you said that there are american laws and in the constitution that recognize a test for who is white what such laws okay. can you show me that okay it's not in the constitution but there have been through where is it in any american law where is there an american law that shows uh, any situation where someone is going to be tested for their race. I mean, this is a Germanic thing during the 1930s where they would test people to no, find out what their level... Cases analyzing who... Such as? Right. What, what, what such as? I just mentioned there's, there, there have been court cases deciding based upon those three concepts. Percentage... Give me an example of a court case that decided that. Oh, Give me an example of a court case. Yeah. Well, you've said you've made look. Well, you're the one who brought you're the one who brought this up. You're a lawyer. You brought up the fact that there are court cases where there was a decision made based upon some kind of an analysis of someone's race, as if this therefore would make it precedent law. I'm asking you simply to back up your assertion with an example. Okay, throughout the course of of American history, there have been many cases that had to turn on what the person's race is whether they could become admitted here, whether they should be excluded under the Chinese Exclusion Act, whether they would be considered citizens under the Constitution of, uh, uh, or excluded. There have, been, there have been many precedents on that. I don't know that off the top of my head, but court, courts have delibered, deliberated. This yeah, for immigration. Okay. Oh, not just for immigration. Look, I agree. For, for citizenship, for voting, for being able to attend schools. Uh, this was... This was a common issue that was discussed in the courts prior to Board Brown versus the Board of Education. So I don't know what these cases are. I think prior. I think prior to the Civil War, maybe. Well, Brown. But uh, and, and yeah, all right. So then, so then, what you're talking about then is uh, Jim Crow laws, for example, in in certain Southern states, which said that uh, black people could not use public accommodations. Is that what you're talking about? That does not work. I'm. I'm if you're talking about what pre- what court cases analyze it, sure, there were some Jim Crow law cases that analyzed it. The point that I'm making... Yeah, but they were thrown out by the Civil Rights Act of 1965. I know I that. mean, do you, do you think... That's why we have what we have. And you're, uh, do you, all right, so that. then you want to bring back Jim Crow? No. I mean, is not. this, is this something... That, that is another failure. That's why, that was another, that's like... All right, so then your suggestion then, and we're reaching toward the end of the program here, William. Your suggestion is to create a separatist white state. Is that right? 
A white ethno state, yes. Okay. Well, you know, let's, let, we'll be right back. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-220-0926. 1-800-220-0926. That's 1-800-220-0926. Taking back America one listener at a time. Chuck Morse speaks. Okay, uh, William Johnson's here, the American Freedom Party. So, William, you're talking about a white separate state. That where would this be? Is it a particular state in our union that you'd want to uh, use as as your territory? I mean, how would that happen? Oh, I don't know. We're we're nowhere near even addressing that issue yet. We just have to wake the people up to say that the current system does not work. Do you want to make non-white people in this state be forced to leave the state? Are they not going to have citizenship? What do you mean, which state? Uh, if this you have, white ethnic state if you you're have, talking about? If you, if you have a white ethno state, it is a state. Where, it's a, it's a state where only white people live in it. Yes. Okay, fine. So, in other words, this is going to be a white state defined white as you would define it. I don't uh, know how I many generations back you want to go. All right, so how it will be defined by the state, which I, su- I assume will mean that you'd have to prove your whiteness based upon going back a couple of generations. And once you approve that whiteness, then you can live in that state. And if you don't prove it, then you don't get to live in that state. Is that it? Uh, you know, those are issues that all need to be discussed. You know, the con- well, that's what we're doing. We're discussing it. And I want to know why this is re- why is this something that's a virtue? What, is there a particular virtue? Once you define what it is to be white, is there a particular virtue to that, number one? And number two, is there a virtue to having a state based upon that? I mean, is there any other state in the world that is based upon such criterion? Because for, I mean, has there been? Yeah, Japan. <laughs> you got to be Japanese to live in Japan. If you're Korean, you're out of luck. Um, but in any event... That's not true. Yeah. That's not true at all. There are, there are there are non-Japanese people who live in Japan, and they're equal citizens. Actually, well, that that that's true for the last fifteen years, and it's very small. Before that, the, the laws the laws changed about fifteen years ago. But in any event, yeah, I think they did change after 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 we dropped a bomb in Hiroshima. Anyway, go on. Okay, the point is is that um, we have live in a society where people, white people, are afraid to even be proud of who they are. They don't talk about their heritage or their race or anything, even in, at the dining room table. And the books... Oh, come on. You know, listen, we don't have time right now because we're running out of time, but I want to do another show with you on that and exactly discuss what that means. Uh, all right, my, my guest is uh, William Johnson, the American Freedom Party. William, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Okay. I shall return, God willing, Monday at 10 a.m. Have a good weekend.
caring for a home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you don't have to search through a long list of pros. With just a few clicks, HomeAdvisor matches you with pros who provide the exact services you need. You can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com.